Welcome to Socially Supportive, where you'll hear the hottest insights and discover cutting-edge technology as we take you behind the scenes with the latest authors, top executives, and industry thought leaders. This is Customer Care the Social Way with your host, Frankie Soche. Episode 58 of the Socially Supportive Podcast is brought to you by The Social Pack. Get on the inside to stay on the top side. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com and join today for the latest tips, tricks, and technology in digital and social customer care. Also brought to you by Telligent, a Verand company, a leader in community software for digital marketing and support communities. Its social software solutions help bring together modern collaboration technologies into a single integrated suite that includes social applications and social services that enable organizations to create communities of interest for their customers. Telligent solutions include both external customer and internal employee communities. A customer service community enables you to answer a question once and scale it to an unlimited number of customers. Hello, Social Pack. Welcome to Manic Monday, and I've got some good information for you today. But before we get into that, I just want to say that I am recording this before the Insight Group Customer Service Summit is happening, but you're listening to it after the Insight Group's Customer Service Summit is already over. I hope that you were able to go and I hope you had a fantastic time. I hope that I met you. I hope that we had a great time talking about what you're doing with your strategy and how you're leading thoughts in our category If not, fear not, because I will be airing a post-game Insight Group Customer Service Summit episode this Wednesday. So stay tuned for that on Wednesday. But right now, let's talk about today's inspiration. Today's inspiration comes to us from John H. Kilroy Jr., my father, and many others in the United States Navy, and whoever else used to say this all the time. Proper preparation prevents poor performance. And if you were in the United States Navy, you know that there may be a couple more choice P words that happen in that phrase, but we'll just go ahead with the clean version in case you've got kids in the car right now. And our book of the day is by Penny Reynolds titled Call Center Staffing, The Complete Practical Guide to Workforce Management. Uh, And I know you're like, it's Monday, this sounds really heavy for Monday. But remember, on Mondays, we focus on numbers, measuring, reporting and workforce management, because I want to help transition you from the lovely weekend that I hope you had spending time with friends and family, throwing that football around with the kids, having a barbecue, whatever you were doing, it might be too cold where you are for barbecuing. But Regardless, I'm going to help you transition from that relaxing weekend atmosphere back into the work week where you know that people are going to be asking you for those reports. We're going to be talking about numbers. And specifically today, we're going to be talking about using heat maps for social customer care. I know you're like, what the heck is a heat map, Frankie? Well, hopefully you don't have to use one. Hopefully you are so tuned in with your workforce management department that you've never seen one, you don't have to look at one, somebody in your workforce management department is helping you understand all of this information. But if they are not, what you can use a heat map for is to understand when your consumers are reaching out to your agents on social media. Because what it is, is according to Frankie, 
A heat map is a matrix that illustrates when you get the most and least traffic through your social channels. You literally assign cooler temperature colors to lower volumes and warmer temperature colors to higher volumes, thereby creating a sense of heat when there's a lot of volume. You've probably seen these before, and now that I'm explaining it this way, hopefully you're like, oh, I get it. If not, I have a link to a YouTube video where End Zara is showing you what an activity pattern heat map looks like. Today, we're talking about how to use it specifically for social media customer care, but you can feel free to have a look at that video. It's six minutes long. It's really good. And you can download his copy of an Excel spreadsheet template that you can use for your own heat map. I will caution you to say that if you're downloading his copy, you'll have to make sure that the data you can pull out of your social media customer care engagement tools will track appropriately to his heat map. Otherwise, you might have to make it on your own out of Excel. But we'll get into all of that. All right, so why do you need a heat map? We talked about how it's helpful to understand when consumers are reaching out to your agents on social media. It's also helpful because when you are finished mapping and applying this heat, so to speak, in this heat map, it'll help you ensure that the hours of operations that you've assigned for your social media customer care efforts are the right hours. Some organizations are lucky enough to be 24 by 7, either because they already know that they need to be 24 by 7 or because your leadership has decided to make that commitment to providing 24 by 7 support regardless of how light it may be at certain time intervals. Whatever the case is, if you're less than 24 by 7, it may be that this heat map will give you the information you need to determine that it's time for you to go to a 24 by 7 round the clock operation. Or it could inform that if you're still not able to provide 24 by 7 service, it might inform the fact that you need to adjust your hours of operation so that you can be more efficient in delivering your customer support when your customers are looking for it. The third reason that I'll give you is this is really to maximize your staffing. You have schedules that you've put in place for your staff. We'll talk about scheduling later in a different episode, but this is really about maximizing your staffing and making sure that you've got your heaviest staffing load when the heaviest volume of posts are coming into you. All right, so you say then, Frankie, that's great. I, I buy it. I need to use a heat map for social customer care. I don't have one of these already. So what do I do? At a high level, what you're going to do is pretty simple. You're going to select the unit of incoming traffic that you want to track. What do I mean by unit? You're going to choose to track either posts, like individual posts. When Sally says, eek, I need help, that's one post. And then when she says again, my account number is 12345, that's a second post. So this is a very basic unit of understanding how many posts do you get in a particular time period. Another way that you could track is tickets. I will caution that one ticket size is not equal necessarily to another ticket size. If you create a ticket when somebody for example, wants to know how much do I have to pay for my overweight bag when I'm in the Uber on the way to the airport to get on my Delta flight. Shout out to the people at Delta Assist, right? Good job, guys. 
But anyway, if you're doing that, that's going to be a different length of ticket, hopefully, than a ticket that comes into you where you say, I need to rebook my flight, something has happened and I'm going to be late. The number of back and forths in each one of those tickets is going to vary greatly. So I think that when you're trying to understand volume of the base level of work unit that has to happen, this is one time where I'll say that looking at the total number of posts per an interval, probably going to be more helpful to you than looking at the number of tickets per interval. But you can also track tickets per interval. That's interesting information to have. All right, the second of seven steps, because this is seven steps that I'm giving you, is to select the time interval you wish to track. And by select, we're not doing anything in a spreadsheet yet. We're just making a plan for what we're going to spreadsheet out in a little bit. So again, the first thing you want to do is figure out the unit of work you're going to track, which in this case is going to be posts, I hope. And then the second thing you do is select the time interval you wish to track. Some organizations are tracking hourly arrival patterns. And by arrival patterns, we're talking about posts that arrive similar to calls that arrive into your call center, because of course, we're borrowing existing technology that's been around a contact center and call centers for decades. Anyway, you want to select the time interval you wish to track. Does your company track hourly or do they track half hourly? I'm used to tracking half hourly. So that's what we'll go with here. So we'll say we're going to track posts in a half hourly arrival pattern. The third of seven things you want to do is to select the time range you wish to track. Now I'm going to say this to you. And then later on, when we talk about inputting the data into the Excel spreadsheet, we're going to get deeper into it. But you'll want to know which time intervals you want to track. And you can do day, week, month, year, and then year over year holidays, these types of things, you're going to wind up tracking all of it. But you want to understand how do you normally do things? How do you report in your contact center? The fourth step of seven is to now input the data into an Excel spreadsheet. How I have done it in the past, and this was years ago when there was really no other technology that could help you do this. And I'm mostly covering this, first of all, so that if you have no other better way of doing this, and you've been racking your brain trying to figure out how to understand how to figure out your staffing, and do you have the right people, and do you have the right hours, even if you have no technological assistance except an Excel login, you can get this done and figure it out. It's just going to be a little time consuming for you. So at least you've got the data. The second reason that I'm covering this is because you should just know the basics conceptually so that you can understand when you're talking to your workforce management team, what are they talking about? How are they getting the data? And do you have other options available to you when you're having meetings with workforce management? Also, some of the workforce management teams out there are really good at understanding contact center and call center data. Social media customer care data is new to most of them because they haven't had access to this data before. And some of the technology that your workforce management team may be using might not understand all the way the different data that you're giving to them. And again, we will talk about all of that later on a different episode around schedule creation 
but you may want to go back and have a listen to episode 18, Measuring Asynchronous Communications, so that you can help your workforce management team understand the difference between one linear phone conversation versus two or three concurrent chats in your traditional chat. And then in messenger chat, or social or SMS texting, you've got that asynchronous back and forth situation that's happening. So you want to get all of this information over to your workforce management team to help them out. But for right now, let's go back to what we're doing to input data into the Excel spreadsheet. So you're tracking all of it just like this. Here's how I did it. You create an Excel spreadsheet page and you are calling it Monday, and you have your date and time on the Monday. So basically Monday at your arrival pattern that you've scheduled, like your half hourly, for example. So you're going to have Monday at 8am. If you open at 8am, you're going to have Monday at 830am. And in there, you're going to put the total number of posts that arrived in that eight o'clock time frame, in the 830 time frame, so on and so forth. Back when I did it, it was very manual because our tool wasn't able to export data for us in a fashion that was helpful to us. So we were literally with pencil and paper and then typing it into the Excel spreadsheet. This is very manual and very time consuming, obviously, but hopefully you'll get to the point where you don't have to do this. But if you need it in a pinch, it works. So you've got Monday all the way for your hours of operation and you're putting in that volume. Then what happens is you do the same thing for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, on and on till you get through all the days. Then what you're going to do is as that's rolling, now you want to build a sheet that grabs all the Mondays and you want to see what this Monday looks like as compared to that next Monday and the next Monday. So you can have a Monday over Monday comparison. Do that for every day of the week. Then you also have November 1st versus December 1st versus January 1st. You get the report figuring out how to cycle back and understand because then you've got a day number over day number comparison. This is important because if you, for example, are sending out billing statements to your customers, perhaps you get a surge in volume if you send billing statements out on November the 1st, maybe you get a surge in volume between the 10th and the 15th. And you'd never know unless you cross-reference your arrival of posts against the events that are happening inside of your business or keyword searches, right? Maybe your keywords pop up and they tell you that the most of your posts are coming in and they're around billing statements. Then you can drill deeper to find out. See where I'm going with this? So then all of this arrival information helps you to understand, do I need to have more people on Monday at 830 and is it every Monday or was this a special Monday? What about the overnight hours? How does all this work? And then you can see month over month. Maybe you have seasonal volume that's in there. And when you get your numbers in there, the fifth thing that happens is that you assign colors. Like we said before, the fewer the posts, the lighter the colors. The darker the posts, the heavier the colors. See where I'm going with this? And then your sixth step is to interpret the data and your seventh step is to implement changes based on the learnings that you get from going through this exercise. So where do you get one of these? You're like, I need to have this in my life. Where do I get one of these? Again, you can either work with your workforce management team. Perhaps they can create one for you if you're connected into them somehow. 
You can create your own based on the information that I've given to you if you don't have any other means to do so. Or you can head on over to YouTube. I've got a link in the show notes, which is sociallysupportive.com slash episode 58. There is an activity pattern heat map Excel template that's loaded by End Zara. And he has a six minute YouTube video that goes along with this template to explain to you how he's used it. I will caution you, like I said, that if you don't get your data in the same format that he's loaded his data in, could be a little challenging for you to use. But if you can get your data to look like his input, it'd be so much easier for you because the colors are already in there and he's got formulas that allow you to do all this stuff. Hopefully you can make that work until you can get dialed into your workforce management team or until our social media engagement tools allow some of this technology for us. So there you have it. I will go into detail later on about making schedules based on heat mapping and understanding the arrival patterns of your post. There's a lot that you want to consider in that scheduling. But if you're making these heat maps on your own, this should definitely keep you busy until we get to the point where we can talk about creating schedules off of your heat maps and the things that you need to think about when creating schedules for your agents. Okay, so Let's talk about today's sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Telligent, a variant company. Why community? Why Telligent communities specifically? Because customer support communities create a compelling return on investment and give your customers the support options they want. For example, if you've got all these posts arriving as we're talking about arrival patterns with heat maps, you could potentially trim down the number of posts that are arriving on your social media platforms by having them worked inside of a intelligent community because sometimes customers won't even post, they'll just search and find an existing thread that helps them understand the information that they were looking for and they have served themselves. Or they might have their question answered by a fellow community member and so then not even really need to engage with your employees, which frees up some of that bandwidth to be used on other customers with more complicated or specific questions. This clearly would decrease your support costs because you're moving those common support cases online where people can serve themselves. And some of Telligent's largest customers use their community to plan the staffing of their support services because communities also provide an early warning of incidents that are occurring with products. What do I mean by that? If you see that you've got an issue with one of the products or services that you have provided and you can map how many those are, you can do your projecting of incoming volume based on the arrival that you're seeing from the support community. And like we just said, support doesn't start at your website, but it starts at your customer's favorite search engine. And the intelligent community is optimized for SEO. So since people would rather self-serve and help each other than work through a traditional support team, the intelligent community is going to offer that and they'll find it even just through SEO. Now, let's talk about jobs. Do you have a job opening or are you looking for a spot? Either way, send me your information at frankie at sociallysupportive.com and I will play matchmaker between perfect person and perfect position so that we can all be delivering fantastic customer service out there on the World Wide Web. And if you want to know how your favorite brand is doing such a fantastic job of delivering great customer service on the World Wide Web, let me know who it is and I'll reach out to the contact at that company, see if we can get them on the show to tell us exactly how they do that. 
All right, this has been Manic Monday. Go out and get yourself a heat map created. Tomorrow is Tech Tuesday, where we will be having some great technical conversations. Until then, and even after then, I am Frankie Soche. Thank you so much for tuning in. Catch you tomorrow. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Socially Supportive. Want more? Head on over to sociallysupportive.com to join the social pack and find the best tips, tricks, and technology to take your team from okay to outstanding in no time.